This is Agents Influence Podcast. Businesses of all sizes, they looked at Facebook and they were really keen on getting people to like their page and build up a follower base. And that's important too. But I think the major shift that we've seen, particularly in advertising over the last few years, is a really a shift in focus from likes and clicks to giving businesses the tools to be able to measure actual business outcomes and for them to be confident in the money and time that they're spending in the platform is yielding results. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast uh, with Jason Cass. And I am excited to have this conversation. This is a good one, folks. This is a special one. Um, A lot of you may not know him. He's from outside our industry. But the tools and the platform that he represents is something that you're on anywhere from probably 30 minutes to four hours a day, Um, especially if you're an AI Mastermind member. You guys know that our Facebook private Facebook group drives um, the internal engine of our AI mastermind. So I give it away with Patrick Romy, who is from Facebook. Um, and I really think, I, I mean, I'm, I've told him before, and I'm going to tell you loyal listeners that, I mean, he is a client a partner for insurance. So we just didn't go get someone from Facebook. Actually, Facebook reached out to us and said, hey, we want to extend this. Now, Patrick, before I go on, the the gist that I like about this um, is that Facebook is is entwined and is is in so many different uh, conventions and just different groups and industries that the pandemic has limited you guys from being out there, but you still have that drive and desire to and to have the thought to say, hey, let's reach out to some podcasts, to these other sources, so that we still stay involved in what's going out there in the business and in society. Am I right about that, Patrick? 100%. Before we get into that, let me introduce you just real quick um, so that we can kind of know, and then we're going to get right into this. Uh, and I want to introduce, though, like I said, it's Patrick Romy. He's joining Facebook, uh, Facebook's global marketing solutions team since 2015. Patrick consults businesses to achieve real business results with the invest with their investment in Facebook. I love that investment. That was a key thing that I read there. As a client partner of the insurance industry team, Patrick's focus is on digital transformation in the agent community. Love, love agent community. Independent insurance agents is where it's at. Helping agencies utilize Facebook's free tools and advertising platforms to grow their books of business. Patrick graduated from Santa Clara University and currently resides in Chicago with his wonderful wife, Jen. They forgot to put wonderful in there, Patrick. You got to talk to somebody about that. I think yeah. right? This is big. This is big. Thanks for saving um, me. So, Patrick, welcome to Agents Influence, man. I appreciate having you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Excited to join the conversation. 
Yeah, we are. Loyal listeners, sit back, prepare. A lot of them, Patrick, are when we do our surveys, they're running, they're swimming, um, or in a a commute. That's from what they tell us. So, hey, guys, I hope you just started your run because this is going to be an exciting one. We're going to get firsthand information, and you're going to um, get some inside scoop, I want to say, just on the know-how, what's going on at Facebook. We've got some things planned. But before we do, the loyal listeners want to know three things. Are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user, Patrick? Uh, iPhone. Are you proud of it? I mean, are you like, hey, I'm on the fence or I'm pro iPhone? You know, at a certain point, I think by now I should have at least tried both platforms. But I think, you know, both both Android and uh, and uh, iOS platforms are so sticky. Once you uh, join one, it's hard to leave. True that. True that. True that. And it's amazing. There's more iPhones dominating. Um, there's more droids than there are iPhones, not even close, but you right. get into America, complete flip-flop. Interesting. Right. You know? right. It's who we are. It is. Americans, baby. America. <laughs> All right. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose, Patrick? Um, I'd say love to win. Yeah. You got it? Love to win? Love to win. And Patrick, the loyal listeners are upset with me right now because I forgot to ask you, what is the last app that you downloaded on that wonderful iPhone you have? Ooh, that's a great question. Let me. Everybody always has to pull the phone out. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. It's usually probably like on the last page. Oh, you know what? Um, I downloaded the Eero app um, to uh, improve my my home Wi-Fi system. Um, so I learned about a device from Amazon called Amazon Eero, and uh, it's it's a mesh network. But anyways, you have to download the app to set it up, and we set it up Sweet. this past weekend. So that's, that's the last it, one. <laughs> it strengthens, it strengthens uh, the Wi-Fi signal throughout your whole house? Yeah, exactly. With my wife and I both working from home and uh, uh, eating up considerable bandwidth, I said, you know what? It's probably time for us to make sure we're we're good for the long haul. That's true. That's true. Loyal listeners, I apologize. I went back to it. They always get me because I forget that one. Patrick, last question. Do you attribute your, would you attribute your success to skill or luck? Let's, I know there's more things in the world, but if we just had those two, what would you attribute to? I think it would be a, a mistake to not acknowledge luck. So I'll go with, I'll go with luck. Um, timing is everything, right? And so uh, sometimes it's just all about being at the right place at the right time. I tell you, it really is. It really, truly is. There's no no way of saying buts about that. I like that. My loyal listeners love those questions. It lets us help relate. But real quick, like, give us a little bit of background. When we want to relate to you, when we want to feel your story, take us back to college, high school, wherever, and bring us forward to how you got to where you are right now, Patrick. Yeah, sure thing. So um, I, uh, I'm, I'm in Chicago now. Um, as you mentioned, I grew up in the area. Um, went Shut off- down. Yeah, yeah, loyal Bulls, Bears, Cubs fan um, through uh, through all the highs and many lows. Then I went out to uh, Santa Clara University out in the Bay Area for college, um, and that's where I really got my start in social media marketing. Soon after graduating, um, you know, Silicon Valley is just down the street, and I moved up to San Francisco and started working for a company that was one of the first companies that was. Um, building on top of Facebook's advertising APIs. And so my first job out of college was really getting hands-on experience with the the advertising system that many businesses use today. And so that's given me a kind of a front row seat to see how the advertising system and the products have evolved. Um, And so eventually I made my way back to Chicago and kind of stayed within the social media uh, marketing industry, but made my way over to Facebook 
in 2015, um, joining what was then our financial services team, which has since been uh, segmented out so we can better serve um, specific industries like uh, insurance that may have been kind of rolled up into a financial services industry. And so in my time in the insurance industry, uh, I've worked with both carriers and then also um, agents and, and kind of the hybrid carrier teams that, that support agents with, with co-op marketing. Um, and so for me, it's kind of been the experience of best of both worlds. Um, Facebook, you know, products are designed to help businesses of all sizes, give small businesses the, the access and resources to the same tools that big businesses are using to drive success. And so being able to work with both big businesses, large and small, has been really rewarding and, and what I enjoy most about the work. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that. This is something that I don't think a lot of people know is that Facebook is trying to reach direct out to agents. Now, when we talk about agents, just getting a, a clear a clarification, Patrick, are you talking about a lot of independence mainstream that maybe represent a lot of companies? Or are you guys talking about maybe an all state or a state farm, not specifically their name, but more of a captive? Uh, really both. Both? Yeah. Great. Yeah, both. Um, you know, I think our we we certainly work with uh, the the carriers and their brand efforts, but also uh, the exclusive and captive agents. But uh, our our philosophy is that we want solutions that that scale to businesses of of all types and all sizes. Um, so that definitely includes independent agents as well. You know, and that relationship is so driven, right? Online anymore, but they but that old relationship that still means a lot is something that the independent insurance agent or the main street, I want to say, agent really controls. And I think a lot of times we learned back in marketing, probably five to 10 years ago, that the best relationship is that mixture between that face-to-face, -face, but some of that digital. And I think that's where Facebook has kind of come in to say, hey, we can help provide that platform and provide those tools. And that's some of the stuff that I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into. But anything else that you wanted to say about your past or, or leading us up there? Uh, I think I think we just about covered it at least uh, the last the last fifteen years, unless we want to go you know way way back. But that's that's <laughs> probably gonna you know have people turning off the uh, podcast. <laughs> that's right. No, that's that's great. No big deal, man. No big deal. Um, so let's 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 get into it. Like as we came about, I have to say, me personally, I've said this on my podcast. I believe when I when I say this, I'm talking about insurance agents. It's almost like a 2.0 of Facebook advertising. The, the way that we were advertising in 2010, 2011, that's really when it started coming on the scene for independent agents, okay? Uh, and most agents. Um, but the way we advertise then is completely different than the way that people advertise and use the, the, the platform today. What do you say about that, Patrick? Yeah. And I think um, I, again, sort of had a front row experience when I first got in the industry. Again, businesses of all sizes, they looked at Facebook and they were um, really keen on um, you know getting people to like their page and build up yeah. a follower base and Mm -hmm. And and that's important too, um, but I think the major shift that we've seen, particularly in advertising over the last few years, is a really a focus or a shift in focus from likes and clicks to giving businesses the tools to be able to measure actual business outcomes and for them to be confident in you know the the money right. and time that they're spending in the platform is is yielding results, um, and so I think that's probably the main message that. Um, you know, we've been sharing with with partners for the last few years, and this is a this is across industries. It's not even specific to insurance agents. Is yeah. you know, understanding that you know social media has has grown up quite a bit, and uh, the, the well said. 
in the advertising uh, tools that you have are, are much more robust and, and uh, drive meaningful business outcomes than maybe they did 10 years ago. Right. And some of that stuff that a lot of businesses, including my own as a small business to the large firms, um, can get in trouble with some of that data. And we're not going to go there, but it has to do with the fact that we um, are uh, ethically uh, collecting behaviors on people to make things more efficient for them on the consumer side and on the business side, right? Um, and, and I think that that is, that is really, really important. I want to talk about Facebook Messenger. I think that is such a powerful tool. Just talking to my wife the other day about it, I got this new da uh, update to where it mixes my Instagram with my Facebook Messenger. And so, you know, I'm one of these people that's like, yeah, I'm trying this. And man, you know, I told my wife, I said, it is really, I don't know why Droid anymore is even putting a texting feature in their phone. Like it's a waste of time. I can't send videos. Everything that Facebook said you can't do here, we're going to create there. What a powerful tool. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and uh, I think you, uh, you hit on something important with the more recent update around um, Instagram and Messenger uh, messaging being more integrated because I think um, most people probably uh, you know, don't realize, right, like how many messaging apps that we're using and how, how Messenger or messaging has kind of become the predominant way to communicate. And I don't know if you're, you're like me, oftentimes I'll be carrying different conversations with the same person across different apps and, and text messaging. And True. Um, so this is one step with the, the, the update to Messenger and Instagram, just to make it even more um, seamless so that you can kind of carry on those, those conversations no matter what tool you may be using. And you know, Patrick, it's the other ways that we use it, right? And, and Facebook's got the, the you guys, what you have the numbers on this stuff. But just this morning, I took a picture um, of something that I thought was pretty neat. And I wanted to put it online, but the way that I can put it online, I can make it sound better and look better actually on the computer. This is one of those rare things. What's, too, what's neat is, is I realized I use that to transfer the photo, right? Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to open up Messenger, send the message to myself, attach the photo, open it up online, drop it onto my computer, and I'm done. Rather than going to Google Drive, sending it over there, sending it by email, waiting for it to come in. And so it's cool. You're now we're actually starting to use it to, to, to send files, you know, back and, and forth. Is that something that you probably do that you guys are seeing Facebook that's being used for that reason? It, yeah. And you know, it's funny. I've never even actually talked to somebody about that, but I have a long running messenger conversation with myself for a lot of work reasons and, you know, personal stuff. It's just easier to be able to, you know, send a photo, send a video to myself and know I'm going to be able to grab it on my desktop if I need to um, Correct. put it in a presentation or whatever it may be. Or if I want to show it to my wife tonight and it's on my computer, I'll throw it into my messenger so that when I get home and her and I are going through things, I'll flip through my messenger of me. I have the same one. Right. It's funny. How right. many people, loyal listeners, how many of you have that in your messenger of you? But I will tell you this. I, have, I always have to search myself. This is something we need to tell Facebook. I need to have a little bitty side thing that always has my profile so that I can just click it rather than having to search Jason Cass and then clicking it. Just FYI, you know, I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah, man. I, like the, I like the up. feedback. Yeah, it's okay. Tell Zuck. It's okay. We're good. We're good. I'm taking notes. Um, so, so I should call him Mark out of respect. Now, why it matters, what you talk about here, one of the things that we talked about in the notes was friction is costly. And, and this is where some of the direct carriers and the insure, uh, insure techs really kind of excel here. You want to elaborate on that for me, Patrick? Yeah, I think, you know, um, 
why we why we say friction is costly and i think you know we've learned a lot from shopping behaviors and and consumers across all types of industries but it's really just having that customer centric um, mindset and really understanding any point of friction whether that be a mobile website is is uh, slow to load or you may have kind of a cumbersome um, lead form that is being filled out or when you think about like customer service for example being a big one if say a uh, you know a company you know shoe company got my size wrong and it was kind of a clunky process to you know get reimbursed all of those points of friction or all of those kind of negative experiences no matter how big or small that has real impact on uh, whether or not that person will will do business with you become a customer or become a returning customer um, and so i think when we think about the insurance industry it's thinking about all of those different customer touch points and constantly thinking about what are ways that you can remove friction from, you know, somebody who may be inclined to do research on their own and be able to find information about your about your agency or, you know, somebody who's wanting to message your business, right, and learn more about what products or policies that you're selling or somebody who's, you know, even trying to file a claim, for example. Um, so all of, think about all those touch points and, and how those interactions may um, positively or, or negatively um, uh, impact that customer's experience. Yeah. And, you know, uh, one of the things I talk about, and, 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 and loyal listeners, I don't know if we've talked about this before, we say that our website is like our virtual front door, right? And, and, and that's important. And, and I think if people go to a website and they see that it was built in prior to 2015 or 2010, not try to be snobbish, but I mean, it needs to be recent. You kind of, it gives you a perception of how you feel about that business, right? It's kind of like, oh, they're new age or, oh, they have tools. They're allowing me to connect and da, 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 or the opposite. I think one of the misconceptions we have is that Facebook, your Facebook page works the same way. I think it's important that when somebody connects over to Facebook, and we're just talking about that one, or if you have an Instagram profile or whatever social platform, but mainly it's Facebook when we're talking to this audience, you think to yourself like, if I see that you posted three years ago, but haven't posted since, that could mean something. Right. Even if it's just once a month on a consistent basis, it shows that, okay, they're putting an effort here. And and I don't think people take that as serious as they do. And I think more people probably are interacting with me on Facebook than they are on my website. What say you on that, Patrick? I think you you hit the nail on the head on a lot of different points. Um, And uh, I I sort of start with, you know, just how consumers are behaving today, right? Everybody, whether they're shopping for insurance or they're shopping, you know, for the car that they're looking to buy, or again, shopping for shoes, we're sort of used to doing a lot of research on our own. So that's Mm -hmm. through websites, but it's also increasingly through social platforms like Facebook and like Instagram and like you mentioned. And people, again, going back to friction, they want easy experiences. So if I go to a Facebook page and I see that somebody hasn't posted in three years or over a year, that might make me question, you know, what is, you know, what is that agency going to be able to offer me today? Uh, You know, especially thinking about kind of the the pandemic that we're living in, there's a lot of information that, uh, uh, would probably be helpful for customers to understand, you know, what, what they can expect out of uh, interacting with a business, given that we're all working remote and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, it's one of the tougher questions that um, I, 
Facebook employees get one business to say, how often should we should we post? Because there's no real um, formula necessarily to say, hey, it should always be three times a week or, or once a week. But it should be somewhat consistent so that, again, putting yourself in the shoes of, of a potential customer, when they are doing research, um, they want to be able to gather information about your business pretty quickly um, and, and understand you know, your expertise, your services. Um, and it's really a chance to, to sell yourself. So the more that you can kind of make that, that easy and without putting kind of work on the, on the customer, uh, I think the, the better off that, that you'll be. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. You know, and a lot of things that we have to remember, loyal listeners, is when Patrick talks, he's talking, yes, out of his expertise of having it, but you're also looking at data, that data that's probably backing, oh, not probably, that is backing up what you guys thought to be true or that you were wrong in your assumptions. And so I think that that's, that's, that's something that's really important. Patrick, let me ask you this question here. If we're sitting around, they say that we overestimate what we do in a year and we very much underestimate what we could possibly do in 10 years. I've heard that said before. When you're sitting around um, with your conference tables and you guys are talking and discussing what your one and three year plans are, what's some of those wild dreams that Facebook sees or that you guys see, or maybe doesn't represent Facebook, but you guys seeing the data, seeing it coming in, the interaction of the tools and how business is going. If you and your wife are sitting around having dinner, what were you just telling her? Like, I see Facebook being able to help businesses in this way, or what is that? Mm -hmm. Could you give us any insight onto that into what Patrick thinks? Small Business Saturday is just around the corner, and it's a reminder of how vital independent agents like you are to the success of small businesses. That's why it's important to work with a carrier like the Hanover that understands and responds to the needs of your agency so you can best serve the small business customers that depend on you. The Hanover understands your agency's needs, delivering products, services, and a digital experience designed to elevate your agency's performance. The Hanover also understands the needs of your clients by pairing traditional and specialty coverage options with unparalleled service and local expertise. 
Visit Hanover.com and connect with a Hanover representative to learn more. Uh, sure. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I keep coming back to just how d- different this year is and, and what sort of impact the pandemic has had. Cause I think in a lot of ways, and you know, this has been, been written about it. So it's sort of cliche at this point, but it feels like we've kind of made uh, progress, uh, this in this 10 month time frame or however many months it's been. Uh, but we've kind of accelerated, you know, three, five years into the future. And so True. I think what we're seeing at Facebook is a lot of, um, sort of our, our plans and underlying trends have just accelerated. So there's a couple of different ways that we, that we think about that. You hit the nail on the head again earlier with, with messenger and, um, enabling businesses and customers to interact with each other in a more seamless, more seamless way through conversation. Mm. Um, customers now are more confident than, um, you know, sometimes calling a calling a business or emailing a business, they're more confident in using Messenger because they can expect a response and they can respond on their on their own time. Um, but I think it's also enabling, um, you know, all types of ways that customers can can contact a business or interact with the business. Um, so, for example, um, you know, for a long time now or a few years, Facebook's been able to, you know get in front of people in their news feeds, uh, more recently stories and help people, you know, land on your website so that they can, you know, get more information on your business. There's also Facebook profiles and Instagram business accounts. Um, I talked a little bit about lead forms, but, you know, making lead forms native on Facebook so we can uh, make that experience even more seamless, pre-populated with, with, Facebook, uh, with, with Facebook profile information. And so I think what we've seen is, you know, while everybody's sort of shifted to digital over these last few months, a lot of these existing um, uh, uh, products have seen increased usage because there's there's just a real need in these products are fulfilling them um, as far as yeah. making digital connections between businesses and and uh, and agencies. And, you know, a lot of times, Patrick, it starts out on the personal. Sometimes we learn so much from how the consumer interacts that it helps us in our business. Um, a friend of mine. So I have uh, I have a couple friends. Um, I have three and they one of them lives here in Illinois. One lives in Oregon and uh, one lives in Colorado. And so the one me and him that live here, we're always talking smack on golf, okay? So we decided that we're going to go out and play. We got this big game and we wanted the other two to be there. So we figured out like this new Facebook room thing, right? So mm-hmm. so we were able to get them and then get all of them on. And then we were all live. And then we would take this camera and put it on our golf cart. And so our friends were able to follow us around. It was, it we were trying to figure it out because we had never used it before. And so me and my friends were sitting here thinking like, wow, there's some huge value to this in me being able to take other people with us in a three hour game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was these little things. I've seen that room thing a lot. I never used it, but that's how it comes about. Are you guys seeing success with that thing? That That's an awesome story, first of all. Mm-hmm. And and we've used rooms kind of in like in a, in a work setting or with family and friends. But I think one of the constant themes I always hear about with, um, you know, hearing from from leaders within our product org is, you know, we'll build products, but then we're always surprised in the, you know, uh, ways that people end up using them. And that kind of, you know, we'll, we'll a pivot strategy or we'll kind of iterate on, on basically what users are telling us. So, um, wow. Yeah. I didn't think about that. You guys have got to see some things like you can't believe how people are using this, right? I bet you there's a lot of those moments. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let me let me go through some of the other. How can Facebook help us use to some data to help drive our marketing? What are some ideas of that? Is there things out there that we don't realize other than, than just maybe the typical ad? Or maybe there are things in the ad we don't reel about. What are some of those, Patrick? Yeah, so um, I think there when people think of data um, and specifically with insurance agencies, I think uh, I sort of break it up into, you know, whether you're going after prospects and you're looking for to acquire a new customer or, or you're looking to build, you know, loyalty and, and retention with your with your current customer base. Um, one of the ways I think that um, data is, is increasingly, um, you know, powering customer acquisition campaigns is one really rooted in making sure that you have sound goals with your advertising. And the way that Facebook does this, right, if you've created a Facebook ad, whether you're, you're boosting a post or uh, maybe you've rolled up your sleeves and you've, and you've used our ads manager tool, one of the first things that we'll ask you is, what is your ad objective? And that is a way to tell Facebook what exactly is your business goal. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, it used to be kind of page likes and clicks, and now you'll see a larger menu of of other objectives, um, right. whether it be leads or I want to drive someone to my website and you know have them convert, whether that be a quote or or get in, get in contact with them, start a messenger conversation. So I think always really being clear about what your what your actual goal is, and ideally, what you're telling our advertising system to do is to maximize the number of business outcomes that you that you've set um, based on whatever you're spending on that on that ad. And then wow. the other component, so I, I say that because the other component um, is a little bit counterintuitive. And I'd say one of the other shifts that's happened within our advertising system over the last three to five years is uh, an idea that we call uh, liquidity with advertisers. And what it really means is as tempting as it is to get really micro targeted with your audiences and have lots of different audiences with lots of different creative that can you know be costly in terms of time of setting up but can it actually be costly in terms of like actual returns that you get so our advertising system works best when you have your you have clear goals but then you remove as many restrictions as makes sense for your business so of course you don't want to market outside of an area that doesn't make sense so that you don't service um, and of course, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, do anything else that would be, uh, that would, that would possibly yield, you know, disqualified leads, for example. Um, but the reason I say that, you know, it's best to remove those restrictions is, uh, because our, our machine learning, which I feel like is kind of a buzzword, but our machine learning has gotten pretty, pretty good. And so pretty good. what we've found over the years is where, you know, maybe, you know, narrowly targeted interest audience may have worked five years ago. What we've found is if you just have a really clear business goal with your ad, the machine learning does all the hard work. In real time, it's figuring out, you know, whether males or females are more likely to convert or um, different age genders or people that like different pages. All the information, all the data that we have on our platform, um, as well as maybe data that you're bringing um, on board. Again, if that's, uh, you know, data from, from, your, from your website or um, it's people who are filling out lead forms, whatever that may be. So that's one. And then uh, to wrap up, I'd say the other one uh, with, um, uh, with customer loyalty and retention is um, a product that we have called Custom Audiences. So if you have, a, yeah, if you have a list of customers um, or even a list of prospects, 
Um, this allows you to upload that list and um, we match them in a privacy safe way so that you're able to reach them on Facebook. So again, when you think about uh, you know, using data to drive personalized marketing, um, that's a pretty effective way that uh, you're going to be able to you know, confidently you know, talk to uh, or reach um, you know, your customers that may have a specific product or, or, or maybe new customers or you know, have been with you for a certain period of time or there's other life triggers that, that you know of that um, may say, hey, you know, the, you know, home insurance is, is going uh, is, is to be something you're likely to be interested in. The list goes on. So uh, I think those, those topics are, are probably, uh, probably most beneficial for, for agencies that are looking to get a little bit, you know, use a little bit more data in their, in their Facebook market. And think about why they push back, Patrick. It's pushing back because they're just unfamiliar with it, right? It's the data we look at billboards that we have throughout the eternity of marketing, right? How many people are driving by here? Where are they probably going? Are they using this road going and coming, right? When we're looking in the phone book, how bad should the ad be? What does color do? How does that produce more results, right? The, the, phone, the, uh, the newspaper, want to be back by the obituaries because everybody always goes to look and make sure they're not in it, right? Those different types of things. And so that's what we're doing today is we're, we're leveraging the fact that you guys know that data, but in a unbelievably scalable way to be able to say and drive results to say, if this is who you're looking for, we got pretty good odds of who's in those vehicles. You know, we know how many Hondas drive by, but we also know if it's usually men or women who are driving those Hondas, that's the way the billboard used to have been if they could have done that, right? Right. It would have been so much more valuable, but they couldn't um, for many re re different reasons. But when our lives are online, it totally makes sense. It, it, it really, truly does. And then uh, loyal listeners, just in case you don't know, the custom audiences is ginormous. But if you discover that this custom audience is very successful for you, you can create lookalike audiences mm -hmm. to where Facebook will then say, oh, okay, well, if this was successful, here's some other people out there that may be successful off of your list. And then they bring those in. And I've heard my friends, um, I have friends that are real big into Facebook marketing in the industry. And, and they say that those are just as ginormous. So loyal listeners, don't forget about those as well. Um, Patrick, to warm, wrapping up, any last thing you want to say? Um, anything you just kind of want to close up with? Greatly appreciate your time. Yeah, no, I mean, I, this has been a great conversation. Um, I think, um, you know, just kind of going back to the beginning of the conversation, my, my biggest piece of advice is just sort of recognizing, you know, how people are shopping uh, today and, and understanding, you know, the underlying trends and seeing how that applies to your business, right? So what we often say is, you know, within insurance, right, it's not just other insurance carriers or insurance agencies that uh, may be your competition when it, when it, when you think about building customer centric frictionless experiences, people are used to what Amazon and Netflix and, um, and other companies are, are providing. And that's sort of setting their baseline expectation for, um, interactions that they want to have with businesses. And so you want to make it easy for businesses or sorry, for, for people to be able to research your business, to get in contact with your business, to be able to interact seamlessly with your business. Um, and I think, again, if you kind of just focus on removing friction for, for customers that, that want to do business with you, um, you'll, you'll be set up for success. 
I agree. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate your time. Really do, Patrick. Uh, appreciate uh, the Facebook team for setting this up. I really, 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 uh, really appreciate this. It was an honor to me. Uh, this has been my seventh year of doing this, over 540-some podcasts, and uh, it took this long to get to the top of the mountain. So no, I'm just joking, but <laughs> I appreciate it, Patrick. I really do. Likewise. Thanks so much, Jason. A couple things I want to wrap up with loyal listeners that really brings this home because we have been graced with Patrick's presence in this. And I think this is important to say about Facebook and where we are. First of all, ending with what he said, when Jim is sitting at the baseball game talking with Susan and he says, where can I probably find some good insurance? And he says, Jason Cass or the Insurance Alliance, it's probably going to be Google or Facebook they're going to go look him up on. I don't know about you, but I have teenage sons, and whenever they mention girls' names, the first place I go is Facebook to figure out who this person is or their new friend, right? That's what we look to find our research in. And when we're talking about research, there's been some research that's been said a long time for the independent insurance agent market has about 31 to 32% of the market share of personalized insurance out there. There's something too important to really relate to what Patrick said here, loyal listeners. And that is that the, if, that the study has shown ever over and over that 75% of consumers go online to get some type of quote for insurance. But at the time, 10 years ago, only 25% of them actually would buy online. That study has been done now showing that those numbers have went up to where over 80% of people now are shopping online and almost 45% of them are actually buying online and not in person like it was before at 25%. What that tells me is, is the tools that he's talking about are creating and removing friction out of the process. And he talked about that. And so sometimes we can see Facebook as this uh, another big corporation or another uh, just another platform. But, but I use we use a lot of Facebook. We use them. We use Instagram. That's what we do. And we use it for majority of our day. And it helps us. But are we helping our customers? get relationships with us. And I think that that's something that's very valuable in everything that he said. And I want to end with this. When I say 80% of the consumers are out there are shopping online for an insurance quote every year, don't think that your book of business, Loyal Listener, is excluded from that. That's 70 to 80% of your clients out there every year that are shopping and they're making, are you making it seamless and easy for them using some of the tools of the platforms out there and especially Facebook? Patrick, thank you for your time, loyal listeners. I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. I'm Cass. He's Romy. We are out. If you've listened to the AI podcast for a while, you know I don't mince words much, right? Being in the service industry is really tough these days, and social distancing has created a whole new set of challenges for insurance agencies. For example, if you're expecting your clients to pay by paper check, someone has to be in the office, and that's not practical right now. Some of you it is, but most of you it's not. Well, I've got some good news. There's a solution for that. It's ePay Policy, a fantastic service that I recommend without reservation, for real. They're an agency-centric solution that helps you easily accept virtual checks and credit cards, and getting set up with them is a breeze. These folks only do insurance. That's their sole focus. We love people that support the insurance industry independent industry and they offer real value and you can trust their expertise 
Go to ePayPolicy.com, use the code AIPODCAST, and you'll get your first month free. They're IndyTech, and we support IndyTech.